Welcome to a very special episode of Egypts of the World, the All-Star. Oh, our very first All-Star edition. What is it, ladies and gentlemen? These are Egypts that aren't historical Egypts like a couple of weeks back. These are Egypts that have just done something magnificently fucking stupid. Coming up on this very special episode, we are uh, showcasing uh, four Egypts. Precious Memories, Pauline Hansen, Joey Barton. Oh. And if you can imagine such a thing, Andre the Giant? An Egypt? Stick around and find out. Oof. T- teasing. And finally, the legendary Donald Trump boat rally disaster. <laughs> and you found an Egypt in that. Okay, well. We'll see. There it is, folks. Enjoy. <laughs> Can I get into the first one with you? Please do. Who and do you have? And listen, I cannot emphasize to you enough, if this is your first time listening to Egypts of the World, we do this because we need Egypts in our lives. Yeah. To really lower the bar for us. Make us feel better about ourselves. That's right. That's yeah. right. Compliments will take a compliment, but we prefer if you fucked up a little bit. <laughs> Now then, in Australia, the leading anti-immigrant politician is one. Oh, sorry, And you're telling me this person is a bit of an idiot? No. Really? Her name's Pauline Hansen. Oh, She's, I know. Who you she know is. Pauline Hansen, right? So those people don't know that. Pauline is sort of like, I guess she's, I guess she is kind of the Trump of Australia. I guess she's sort of the Nigel Farage of Australia. Yeah, yeah she, you get the idea. Well, Pauline's very unusual. She's a different career path. She started off on a chip shop in Queensland, in the north of Australia. That's how she started off. In In politics. In politics. She started off in the world of chips. Oh, right. (laughs) I was going to say. She She bought the wrong shop. Well, well, I'm going to be a politician. I'm going to get myself a chip shop. (laughs) What? That's why you get a really nice people. When they're hungry and drunk. It's it's when the, you really see the milk of fucking human kindness come out. When people are hungry and drunk. Yeah, masticating with their mouth open, trying to string a sentence together. That's when I get some of my best ideas. <laughs> when people are craving vinegar. <laughs> That's when they're at the most open-minded. <laughs> they fucking need salt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, fucking. It's like as if we don't eat chips. Ooh, I love chips. I'm waiting yeah. to have them this evening. Um, but Pauline, so she's been around for 30 odd years in the Australian political scene, right? She And she is, she's gone through a lot, oh, Pauline. Uh, but anti immigration. Uh, which is weird because her first husband was a Polish dude. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe. Trying to get him out of the country. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Marius. We gotta go. Sorry, mate. <laughs> if you don't love me, you gotta fucking leave me country. <laughs> We're full. <laughs> well, it's a very small country. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's she. She got elected on mostly uh, uh, anti-indigenous platform. 
Fails oh, I thought she was anti-immigration. <laughs> now she's anti, anti-first there. And, uh, yeah, she doesn't want anybody coming in, and she doesn't want anybody who was there when she came in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's very... It's a fucking rotating door system. Yeah, You're I'm too not su- pro-white. I just don't <laughs> want any brown people coming here or having been here when we got here. Now, if that's a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> Me Polish husband was all right. Yeah. Until he sat on the beach too long. <laughs> <laughs> you were starting to look like somebody I don't want here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Polly, she's like she'd been bankrupt. She's, she brought out an autobiography called Untamed and Unashamed. That just sounds like poor hygiene. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> both, both untamed. That was, uh, yeah, it was a photographic book, and it was not pretty. <laughs> it's basically the autobiography, either an elderly racist <laughs> or a mountain goat <laughs> has been caught in a porn shop. Uh, I'm not... That different of a look on their face. <laughs> no, no, very horny. <laughs> we'll eat your underwear straight off the washing line. That's what I don't like about the immigrants. They don't have underwear like we do. I'm seeing it with that little pulley lip thing that they do. <laughs> <laughs> the morning yes yeah, so she did all that and then she's you know she's been in and out like she's been up and down like she's been on all the reality TV shows in Australia she's dancing yeah. with the stars and whatnot. you know what I mean she's just yeah all the rest of it, she's done all that dancing with the stars the racist version <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the bit in it, now that you've got some background into Pauline Hansen this is the bit that brings her her moment of Egypt's all stardom. Okay. So uh, the outside world uh, still a lot of people would know it as Ayers Rock, the giant uh, monolith in the middle of Australia. Uluru. Uluru is what it's called, right? Is what I was going to say. What it's called now is what it was always fucking called. Yeah. And then we just you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, time for the amount of time named something. It is much more Uluru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as far as yeah. we know, yeah. I mean, also, it looks like an Uluru. Yeah. If you go, fucking Uluru, look at the state of that air's rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like an Uluru. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, the point being is it is of uh, great sacred value to the indigenous people of particularly that part of Australia. It's slap bang in the fucking middle of the country as well. Yeah. It's extraordinary. I've flown it over, I flew once from Sydney to Perth and you fly over the Great Bugger All and everything's red and flat and then there's this, it, it's fucking men. It, it is yeah. truly mind-blowing. Like it comes it's out. crazy. It comes out of the blue. Like It changes the weather system. It's yeah. so big. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing else. There's nothing else. Right? Yeah. It's truly, truly spectacular. And, you know, you used to be able to climb it when it was yeah. Ayers Rock, right? Yeah, they obviously, put, um, yeah, they even put grooves in it and little, little... Um, steps. And, steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and like a, a rope. A pulley system. Yeah. To get, get you up there and whatnot. And it is, 
the custodianship or whatever the terminology is being handed back to the indigenous communities around there right yeah. it's their sacred thing and whatnot right so Pauline oh so fucking great it's fucking great so Pauline uh, you know with the name change and then with the changeover of ownership custodianship whatever the terminology is uh, they decided the the indigenous communities and whatnot around there decided to uh, stop it you, you can't climb it anymore yeah it's our sacred thing. Yeah. We've been here for 60,000 years. It's very precious to us. We'd rather fucking day trippers aren't just schlepping up and down. And the other thing is, you know, you don't need to give us a reason. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. said uh, you don't do it. Okay. Right on. Because my fucking, uh, there's not like a, a kidney I need for my operation <laughs> at the top of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there isn't, there isn't even, like, it's not, you can go, oh, shit, like, I mean, you you want the world to, you know, decarbonize, but all the coltan that we need for the battery technology is in, in Congo, you yeah. know what I mean? There's, n- there's not even a fucking moral dilemma here. There's no reason to be fucking climbing no. all around. No, and so, as I get older, I'm just happy for the excuse. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, yeah, politically, I won't climb that hot rock in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay down here. I'll protect the beer. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> I'm willing to. I'm one of those flatland liberals. Yeah. <laughs> what else don't I have to climb to, to, to be on the right side of history? <laughs> Maybe that's how the fuck the Dutch ended up being so liberal. <laughs> right. As long as it's completely flat. To... <laughs> yeah. Okay. As long as I can cycle without getting out of second gear. <laughs> so, but Pauline, not Pauline, not our Pauline. Like, no. She's super offended by it all. Oh, God. So, so fucking <laughs> yeah. great. She gets one of the biggest uh, new shows uh, in Australia, which is called A Current Affair. Ugh. I know. It sounds like a daytime soap anyway. Yeah. This week on A Current Affair. Yeah. George, I'm leaving you. Kind of clinking glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Marjorie. <laughs> the set sort of wobbles. <laughs> you can say, you can kiss goodbye to your share of the diamond mine. <laughs> Visibly drunk Shakespearean actor going, you can kiss goodbye to my share of the diamond. Sorry, that was your line. <laughs> Uh, I was trained to run. I, I I'm classically trained. <laughs> I don't need to do this. You, you do, John. We, we know, we know your financial state. You need to do this. Just because I love to gamble, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bon vivant in a rickle tour. <laughs> Now, John, in this script, you're a postman. <laughs> Ding dong! You have a parcel. A parcel of intrigue. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was absolutely marvellous, John. Uh, John, we're going to take it down a notch. <laughs> down a notch? And another. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's called uh, a current affair. It's one of their big, 
you know, 60 minutes or, you know, fucking whatever. Sure. It's a big news show. They don't have 60 minutes to, to do a news show. They couldn't call it that. <laughs> we don't have a lot of news. 37 minutes. Yeah, they get bored after 37. 25 minutes of news, 78 hours of cricket. <laughs> 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 so she calls them they go with her this is her protest like I said she's never been a friend of the indigenous peoples of Australia right so she's well, all this isn't going to help then <laughs> <laughs> she's all she's got herself all twisted over that there'd oh, be I'd no- be livid if I was a chip shop owner if you're- in, the, in Queensland and found out I wasn't allowed to climb a rock <laughs> a thousand miles away <laughs> about freedom of speech ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> so fucking brilliant so she uh, so she gets there to Uluru or Ayers Rock as she oh was. I know what she called it <laughs> oh yeah yeah. so she, she gets there right? and she's got the camera crews with her and all the rest of it it's the last day freedom will reign Last day, the feet of white Australia was all hit. She, oh, so fucking great. She gets 40 metres up. Now, bear in mind, it's a fucking mountain. Yeah. So the 40 metres is very little. She's got the camera crew with her. She gets 40. She's in her 60s at this stage. Say fifty, sixty. Her dress blow up and find out that she was untamed <laughs> and unashamed. <laughs> she oh, so fucking great. She gets she gets forty meters up. She quits. Right. Wow. She quits with the camera crew. This is very much she's striking a blow for white freedom here. Yeah. But she's only got forty meters up of one thousand. <laughs> You know, she's still not striking much of a blow for for white freedom. Right? She's more. It's not the journey; it's the friends you make along the way. It's the ethnic minorities you alienate along the way. Oh, Pauline! So she gets. So she gets. She. Oh, so fucking great! So she gets forty meters up with the camera crew. And then she quits, and she says the reason why she quits is because me boots are too bloody old. Right. So she's like, she's... She, are those boots the same age as you, Pauline? <laughs> <laughs> the boots have a different story. Um, yeah, there's there's one of us that are too old. Uh, <laughs> I think you find there's two of us here. There's two to one, Pauline. <laughs> She says so now she's fucking up, and you've seen it. Like it's it's very smooth and dusty. It's not. It just doesn't sound like uh, she's the kind of person to blame something that's not that's not actually their fault as an excuse. Doesn't. She's just blamed all of her problems on something else. That's, really? It seems that's like odd. seems quite odd. But she. <laughs> this is the bit that Paul, I'll always love you for this, you fucking Egypt, Pauline. She's now trapped up all around, right? right? And she's got a fucking camera crew that she has fucking brought there. This is, this is all, this is 360 beautiful fucking Egyptism here. Her only way down 
is to bum scoot down the fucking mountain <laughs> like a dog with worms. While fucking hundreds of people are going past her, she is like scooting on her itchy old hole down the fucking mountain. <laughs> Leaving a little crumb trail. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh God. Sorry, I was eating a muffin in bed earlier. I got off some crumbs in me bibs. <laughs> and then when she gets down to the bottom, her conclusion is they should shut that place down. <laughs> they need to shut it down on grounds of safety. <laughs> Good news, Pauline. We're going to take your advice and no one's going to climb on that. Good. <laughs> Bloody good. Finally. I Someone's have... listening to a white person. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just magnificent. I, I, I will, I we'll stick it up. This is what we're doing from now on. We're putting on socials images of all the stories. I will put an image of Pauline Hanson bum scooting down on a roof for you. Yeah. Oh, it will it will lift you. I don't want to know why you have that photo so close to hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Joey Barton. There you go. This could be many stories. Ooh, look at your eyes light up. <laughs> Joey Barton is what I bring to the table, Mr. Wool. Yes. For those who don't Thank know, you. Joey Barton is is now uh, is a former uh, soccer player, football player uh, from England, from Liverpool. People from Liverpool are called Scousers. Yeah. And Joey Barton's a very, very Scouse man. One of the most Scouse men ever. And essentially Scouse fucking man. Yeah. Very fucking Scouse. Uh, very scouse, very hard, um, famous when he's now retired from football, he's in management now, uh, but when he was a footballer, he was very famous for being a hard man on the pitch. Hothead. A hothead, absolutely. A guy who got sent off a lot, got yellow cards a lot, yeah. a lot of crunching tackles, a lot of rows referees, a lot of rows with other players. Off-field problems. A lot of off-field problems. Uh, we're talking serious problems here. One of his brothers is doing life for murder. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of stuff there, but Joey, uh, he he prevailed. He was very working class, very scouse, um, middle class British media never knew what to do with him. He's got a huge presence on Twitter over the years. He's drifted into talking about uh, uh, Nietzsche yeah. on Twitter, uh, George Orwell, uh, 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 Brunel. Yeah. The, the great Victorian architect. There was a lot of stuff like that. He was obviously hiding in a library from the law. <laughs> it's a great place to fucking hide. Mate. <laughs> Nobody's fucking looking for you in there. <laughs> he went on, it's one of the biggest uh, news powwow shows, panel show, new, news night? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Question time. Question time. Question time. He goes on there. There was a now defunct uh anti-immigrant party in the UK called UKIP. Oh, yeah. They were also... Oh, God, I missed them. Oh, God. They, they literally lost every single one of their council seats last That's week. so unfair. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so, but they were also Brexiteers and whatnot, but they were, their mainstay was yeah, anti-immigrant. Yeah, they had one really bad idea, but they had a couple of other bad ideas. Yeah, but, no, they, yeah. they had a main one and then smaller shit ones as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, you, you've been to the circus. There's the big shit tent and then smaller shit tents. Yeah. Right. He was that guy. Uh, that was the party. So Joey gets, to give you a flavour of the guy. So Joey, he's, he's on there. And they're all Twitterati. We're like, what's he doing there? Yeah. Fucking Joey Batten from fucking Liverpool. Right. Constantly getting sent off and that. But he's there. And he's asked what he thinks of you, Kip. Right. And he was against you, Kip. But how it came out was UKIP, like, all the parties are like four ugly beds. There's four ugly girls, and they're the ugliest ones. He's saying something that's, uh, that liberals should agree with. Yeah. He never really said it. Yeah, he, he'd get away with it if, if that wasn't his real accent. If he'd done it in character... Yeah, like, oh, it's so ironic, and that's uh, right. If it was actually a middle class guy whose father's a doctor, yeah, but doing it as a character, I know, and that as that a character, way, then. yeah, we don't have to give uh, the working class any money. We can just pretend to be them and and take all the money. From have ourselves. one of us dress up as them. Yes, wonderful. Yes, yes. but no, no, Joey's very fucking real. So this is the kind of that's the background of the guy. So this moment of glory, astonishing bit of Egyptism. So we're coming up to 11 years ago. He played, he got one cap for England, So, he, but he was—he never shook the trees, but he was very much a professional footballer, quite defensive, whatnot. Yeah, good player. Good player, not brilliant, but good. Mostly famous, though, for all the sort of, the chaos around his life yeah. and stuff like that and weird pronouncements and, and the general confusion he gave the media. Didn't know what to make of him. He moves to France. Yeah. To the French League. Well, okay, it's probably good. No one can understand him. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is where it really gets great. This is so fucking amazing. I don't know if you've ever heard this. Right, so he goes to, he moves to Marseille in the south of France, which is basically the Scousers of the Mediterranean. He, he moves there. His first press conference, as you always do a press conference with football yeah. or sportsman, move to a new team, da da da, yeah. boring questions. I've moved here to develop my career, da da da. It's a massive club. Massive club, New Horizon, what an incredible history this club has. Yeah. I, I, the fans have made me feel so welcome, so, yeah, all that yada yada, right? It's just performing. That's all you're meant to say and pick up the right fucking advertising drink. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, Gatorade really hits the spot when yeah. you're thinking about what a great city I'm in now. Right? That shit. Right? That's yeah. all you got to do. He inexplicably decides to speak in a French accent. <laughs> Not in French, Glenn. This guy hasn't learned French. He just does the interview in English. But with the uh, hello and just uh, speaking like see, <laughs> French guy from a movie yes. with the shrugging of the shoulders <laughs> and the general <laughs> and just the whole thing like everybody the entire press corps like what the fuck is going on. And Joey just does, instead of like speaking like that, he's like, I don't know, it's great to be here. And the other teammates are treating me very well. Have you done your little character around him yet? <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Wow. So do you reckon he came up with the French accent and thought, I got to go to France now. I'm going to get sold to a French team. I've been working on this guy all summer. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sitting in my house. I was sitting in my house back in Liverpool, and I was thinking, my career's going nowhere. What am I gonna do? I was pulling my hair out, <laughs> and then a low a low came on the telly. <laughs> 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 I don't, honestly to this day it's one of those ones I stop and I think did he think he was speaking fr- did did he think that was French yeah or I think uh, he's lucky uh, that he was sold to a French team because if, if he was like sold to a club in Africa or something <laughs> <laughs> he's got it that that now defunct Chinese league oh, yeah. oh Joey, Joey no Joey Joey why are you what wearing those clothes this is breakfast at Tiffany's what's going what? on <laughs> what the fuck is going on why are you wearing that hat <laughs> so let me get this straight you want me to grab a pebble out of your hand <laughs> <laughs> so fucking mental and he never never really at, at the best of of Egypt never explain never complain yeah. to quote Dorothy Parker like just he's never explained what the fuck was going on in his head like, I don't think you can explain something like that you just you just gloss over it and hope hope nobody uh... notices but the thing is I, I was it was when we, I was trying to think of what we could talk about in the All Stars and I was like God, did Joey Barton actually do that? And then I looked it up, and it turns out he wasn't the only one. There's also Steve McLaren, who used to manage the English well, I know national who team. Steve McLaren is, yeah, 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 the football manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. He fucking did it on Dutch TV. Really? He went on Dutch TV and was like, "They're smoking a pancake and clogs and windmills and." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on with English footballers? I think it's the heading of the ball. I think that <laughs> ball back in the day used to get pretty waterlogged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they didn't um, they didn't have any sort of concussion protocol. <laughs> it's no, just they... get your head on it, lad, and if you don't, you're not playing. Boom, and not just in the game, like just you know, on a rainy practice pitch on Tuesday. Yeah. Whack, thunk, whack, thunk. thunk. Whack, thunk, oh, whack, yeah. thunk. Hey, yeah. hey, boss, I, I think I can speak French. <laughs> Shut up and just get on with the game, Joey. <laughs> the tide is rising. We need to really get the crops in for the winter. <laughs> or whatever the fuck Dutch people do. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they get up to. Who knows what the Dutch get up to. But that's an extraordinary... That's a really strange But thing it is, but do. English people have a very weird fucking relationship with other languages. They're not... If you're Canadian, you know there's other languages because everything's also in fucking French. Yeah. Right? If you're in Ireland, you know there's other languages because you've got to learn Irish from the age of four to 16 yeah. by law. Right? So almost none, none of us, by the way, after those 12 years of state-mandated education in the Irish language can still fucking speak it. We can speak what is known as a couple of fuckle. It means a couple of words here and there. We we get most Irish people. Does can, it or did you just all agree? <laughs> just act like kubla kubla fluklu. It means something. Oh yeah, yeah. It means like, whatever you need it to who mean. Who the fuck's ever gonna ask? <laughs> How are you gonna check? <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to take our fucking word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember years ago being at a restaurant in Portugal, and there was a big table of sort of. 
Brexit of the older Brits. The next table. About five couples. About ten of them. And at the end of the meal, and the waiter was a Portuguese dude, and he had worked this restaurant like he had spoken in English, and he's obviously speaking in Portuguese. I heard him speak in Spanish. He was speaking in Italian. He was speaking in German. Yeah. And this guy is working this very busy, very delicious Portuguese restaurant in the Algarve. And at the end of the meal, the table next to us with these English retirees, at the end of the meal, he goes, is everything okay with your food? Is everything, everybody, right? And the guy who's sort of, the sort of self-designated boss of the meal just went, absolutely wonderful. Grazie. <laughs> and not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking obrigado. It fucking thank you, obrigado, Portuguese. But he was so fucking made up. Like he was genuinely like, yeah, that's the most anybody's ever tried. Yeah, yeah. in an English accent. Grant, see, <laughs> and he nodded at the waiter like as if there you go, yeah. that's your tip. <laughs> You've been tip. Oh, look at all the effort I've put in. Wow. Haven't I, Graham? <laughs> you have, Neville. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that like people could actually think that an accent is enough. Yeah, there was a Godzilla movie from the eighties where that's what they did instead of subtitle because it was all the different um, countries that were trying to like in submarines and the Germans talk like this and I don't have to tell you the Japanese people talk. But yeah. <laughs> it was... There was a lot of. A lot of vowels, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty staccato stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought, I remember at the time thinking, that's just what they should do in movies. Just instead of making them speak different languages, just just do the accents, and then I can figure, oh, okay, I see. But, yeah, that's not a good idea. That would, um, yeah. yeah, that would ruin a lot of, uh, a lot of otherwise good movies. That's true. That's true. Oh, the other one that the convention that's always made me uh, laugh in movies is, say the German is, is speaking in the German accent. He's the baddie in the war movie. And he speaks like this, always for the movie. But then, in the most simple German words possible, he says it in German. Nein! <laughs> ja! Schnell! <laughs> but supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> this... That's all in English. Yes, it's how I can actually express myself. <laughs> it's only the tiny quick words. <laughs> I will use. <laughs> and maybe that's what Joey thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I will never get to the bottom of what he thought. He, he, he was nuts. He put a cigar out in a kid's eye when uh, he was a, yeah, when he was just on the fringes of the Man City team. don't know what? if you remember that. No. Yeah, like he was another player. I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't take his eye out, but it was like the end of season, sort of Christmas party or what what have you. <laughs> yeah. He thought it would be funny. Wow. <laughs> Just stuck a cigar in another guy's face. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine a footballer being able to, you know, <laughs> you see yeah. what like a little click to the ankle does to them. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I can imagine Amy. Oh, Joey, we want to talk to you about this old uh, joke, French accent you did. You are. Nothing, nothing, Joey. Just uh, lunch will be a little bit later today. And if you arrive and we're all gone, it's by accident. 
Well, that's Joey Barton. Oh, Joey. Good on you, buddy. <laughs> Good luck with whatever you're doing and yeah. keep it fucking legal and calm. Yeah, yeah. I hope you don't smoke anymore for the sake of everyone's faces. For everybody's eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring... Um, and I don't know that he's an agent in this. It's just a funny thing that happened. Because yeah. um, he apparently was quite a nice man. But um, there's a story that's been emerge emerging that Andre the Giant... The legend of the wrestling game. Yeah. Uh, and he had he had difficulty fitting in toilets at the best of times. Like I know in Japan... Fitting anything, yeah. Yeah, in Japan, he used to have to um, shit on a newspaper just because he couldn't fit in the toilets at all. Wow. Um, and it's just what he had to do. Like, it, well, it wasn't his choice. It was just like, well, what else do you do? You know, he, he was he would clean himself properly and everything, but just... He's, I mean, for those that don't, like, Andre Giant. Seven see, feet tall, 500 seven pounds. fucking truly enormous. And Andre the Giant... For a fucking reason. Drank bottles of wine like we would have a bottle of beer. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was. have you ever seen the documentary just called Andre? Uh, it's amazing. It's I am believe so. Yeah. It's really amazing. The guy's lifestyle, life is fucking incredible. Driven he, to school by Beckett, uh, the playwright. Samuel Beckett. Samuel Beckett used to uh, deliver a Andre the Giant. Samuel Beckett was living in France for whatever reason. Oh, for years and years, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was in the French Resistance. Do you know that? I did not know. Samuel that. Beckett uh, got a, a medal from the French Republic after the war. He had been blowing up fucking railway lines. Really? And he was already Samuel Beckett, the playwright. Yeah. Well, I guess you just got to. You gotta have a lot. You gotta have a few things in your life. You yeah, got a couple of quiver quivers to your bow. <laughs> yeah, just in case this playwright thing doesn't work out. Yeah, first class cricketer as well. Well, and here's the other part. When Andre the Giant was uh, adolescent, he was too big to fit into the school bus. So Samuel Beckett used to uh, put him in the back of his truck and take him to school every day. <laughs> And that's how that's how Andre the Giant's life started. Like yeah. Beckett's just, you know, every day he's yeah. out in front of his house waiting. He... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For Gianto. No Godot was supposed to do it. <laughs> Andre would just wait and wait and wait. And Beckett finally went, Okay, I'll do it. He's not gonna Okay, I'll do it. Right. And then yeah, Nobody showed up. Got his pan out. <laughs> Yeah, in the in the original drafts, it's Beckett and Andre the Giant. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Samuel Beckett and Andre the Giant, one of the greatest double acts in history. Weirdly taciturn, posh Dubliner, giant Frenchman. I'd go see it. I'd fucking, Jesus fucking whatever Christ, it was. Write it on the goddamn poster, I'm there. Whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Yeah, what do they do? What don't they do? Well, fucking... Uh, uh, he was so big, though. He was he. he what he had was uh, some sort of pituitary gland issue, something like that. Yeah. So he just kept fucking growing. Like the rest yeah. of the family are all normal sized people, and he was like he was in wrestling. But the time he was ten, he was two, or twelve, he was too big for rugby. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen to many people. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, we we know some professional rugby players yeah. and. Just to think that you could be outgrow them at ten. 
Mm. <laughs> fucking enormous. So, oh, fuck, it's so great. It's just everything about Andre. You should see this documentary. He, um, he, there was another legendary wrestler. These are all legendary wrestlers from the sort of 80s era. From the Eight, from the golden, golden age era. of wrestling. Yeah. Where, yeah. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Yeah, that. and it wasn't like, um, it wasn't now where it was like, a, it's, it's, all, it's all kind of quite violent and, and uh, it's all meta now. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't do much for me. No, it's, there's not a lot of charm there. It's all sort of, yeah, it's, it's sort of, because it's kind of like, it all has a kind of a whiff of kind of A-chan off it now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a whiff of weird right-wing memes. Do you memes know what it reminds It's like the Muppets now, where the Muppets are supposed to be for kids, but it's for adults. Yeah. You yeah, know? I know what you mean. Anyway, let's get back to something amazing. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. So. What is it amazing about? He was... He would. He was basically the sheriff of wrestling, right? When he moved to America, uh, as fucking giant, there was at the time there was like about ten different circuits, and all the wrestlers, because they were kind of divided, were all basically exploited. They were getting paid fuck all. the The local promoter would treat them like shit, put them up yeah. in crappy hotels, and then Andre would sell out, sell out every single show. So he had this massive bargaining power, and he was a fucking giant. When you see him. Entering the ring from this old footage from this documentary, he was like fucking head and shoulders, literally head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. He was bigger than everyone else, right? And he was he was just a, he was a regular intelligence, maybe slightly smarter than that guy who just happened to have this condition that he kept growing. He wasn't yeah. a big dummy, right? Heart of gold. Heart yeah. of gold, though. But yeah. it's a top-notch dude. But he also came from France, so he knew union rights. Yeah. He, you know, he had workers' protections, all the rest of it. <laughs> and he would just... He either withdraw his services from I won't wrestle in the greater Georgia area until you treat all the wrestlers better. Wow. Or I'll fucking lift you up and put you fucking through a ceiling, you cunt. <laughs> yeah. You've got to treat everybody well. So he was like the king of wrestling. But it was an amazing story in the thing of he hated fucking uh, macho man Randy Savage. <laughs> hated macho man Randy Savage fucking hate him with a passion by the way Randy Savage's real name is Randy right. Puffo Puffo Randy yeah. Puffo right yeah. but if those who don't know anything about wrestling the golden era wrestling he would have his sort of a pretty uh, girlfriend Elizabeth would always be in the ring with him it was his girlfriend in real life but what people didn't realise and he would kind of use match a man Randy Savage and you preen and you tell her to shut up and treat her badly and shove her around like in the ring like yeah. bully her in the ring but apparently that was nothing compared to what it was like in real life he was really a domestic abuser Ugh. and Andre fucking knew this and would make sure that he teamed up got a fight with him and anytime <laughs> he got a fight with him he would beat the shit out of fucking Randy Savage in the ring absolutely batter him and it's in the documentary <laughs> And it's just fucking Randy Savage cowering in a corner while a giant just backhanded him, slapped the shit out of him. You call that lamb chops? This ring is not clean enough. To beat the shit out of him, right? So that, that is all the kind of backstory of him, right? Now, the reason why, I know you want to, you tell him, fuck it, this is an amazing reason. So he's popped up in the media again in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Andre the Giant. Yeah. He's, but this is... <laughs> I'm not a mature man, just tell him. 
He, his, the problem was he was on a he was apparently it's, you know back when he was alive he was on a plane and he couldn't he couldn't you know it, there's just not a lot of room in those bathrooms <laughs> and I don't know what the hell he'd been eating but you know and his appetites were truly colossal like there yeah. was, I saw it in his interview once they were saying he ate per city he ate twenty pounds of food a day right <laughs> by the way he would drink a hundred beers. And 20 Easily. bottles of wine in one sitting. But he'd drink all that booze and 20 pounds of food. And he would only normally shit every two days. But <laughs> if he missed that cycle, please continue. <laughs> so he's on a flight. <laughs> <laughs> and he took such a hellacious dump. Hellacious. <laughs> that people were <laughs> I mean, like those toilets in a, in a plane. Even like you know, I'm you know a pocket of a man. Like, I'm pretty claustrophobic in there. Like. Yeah, yeah. So how a f- actual fucking giant? I mean, he must not have been able to get the door closed. That's what I think. He must have had like one leg down the aisle. Do you know what I mean? He must be like sides up because for him it'd be like shitting into a thimble. <laughs> And like it's if people are screaming on a flight, you That's, know that they they're going to have PTSD over that. Yeah. Like it's such a stressful moment, <laughs> and Andre the Giant is so ever present even now. So can you imagine like if the sight of Andre the Giant makes you remember the worst day of your life and you know like even Obey like that's Andre the Giant those yeah. Obey hats yeah yeah that's know. him yeah yeah Princess Bride that's him yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah I was oh honey I mean, I'm gonna put the Princess Bride no you no 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 do not put that on I was on a flight I don't want to talk about it but there's so many great bits to the story so this the, where this comes from. Is a Brutus Beefcake's autobiography. <laughs> like, <laughs> brilliant. Trying to explain to the outside world that such a thing as Brutus Beefcake is there. The barber. We are taking our witness testimony from Mr. Beefcake. Mr. Beefcake, do you swear to tell the truth? <laughs> <laughs> but he said that Andre had missed, it, it missed his cycle of poo. Uh-oh. Right? And that. That he, he did, he did, that when, when Andre would shit, it would fill half a bin bag. He <laughs> went like a black sack of shit. Like, 20 pounds of food he was eating every fucking day. So, the, so, so that the door didn't shit. And that it went, the smell went all the way down the fucking plane. Like, he didn't mean to. He would try and time it, you know, so that he wouldn't shit on a plane, you know, because he was, you know, a giant gentleman. All of us try and time Not it shit so on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody plane. wants to shit. But he said the entire plane was gagging, puking, and crying. And it was a 14 hour flight. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, wow. Stewardess, can we open a window, please? <laughs> Uh, uh, that will cause a plague. We we've we've all agreed. We've we're, talked about it. We've taken. A, we're willing to kiss a mountain. <laughs> Gagging, <laughs> crying, <laughs> puking. <laughs> oh fuck me! 
Yeah. <sighs> oh, Andre, it's to quote The Simpsons, Andre the Giant, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> Andre the Giant Dump. <laughs> the d- <laughs> Oh, God. I'm sorry. Apologies to anybody that thinks that was deeply immature. Well, because it, it is. Was. <laughs> <laughs> you can, there's uh, nothing we can do if we come across a story like that. We're going to tell it. It's just, that's just the way it goes. It's, that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> a bin bag. Jesus. Jeez Louise. Jeez, Louise. Who's measure? Who's who's picking it up like in the park, like after a dog? <laughs> oh, we gotta get the bin bag out. Andre's <laughs> shit in the park again. <laughs> city sanitation. Yeah. <laughs> which bin night is it? Is it recycling? Is it rubbish? Or is it Andre? <laughs> It's really enjoyable watching him fucking slap the shit out of fucking Randy Savage, though. Oh, yeah. And knowing that he meant it, like, as well, like. 500-pound man slapping you. Yeah. Like, and not not piecing together, like, oh, God, he, what an asshole. He's so much bigger than me. Why is he hitting me? Well, well now you uh, know. Yeah, who's learned something today, Randy? <laughs> yeah, what it's like <laughs> <laughs> to be small and beautiful. <laughs> I don't know why I've made him Andre. <laughs> why is Andre fucking Arnie? <laughs> All right. Well, we salute well, you, Andre. What are we going to talk about now? This Jesus. Uh, yeah, you've got it. It's your, uh, it's your it? turn again. Um, yeah, you told me about this. I told you about that. Uh, oh, fuck. I almost forgot. This is so great. Yeah. So, obviously, Trump was a weird one for us comedians. I don't think he'll win an election again. I, t- I just, the numbers aren't there. But it, it's all still to play for. But it was a weird one for the four years that Trump was in power and the sort of year, year and a half when he was running up to getting into office. Do you, I'm sure you had the same. People kept uh, saying to comedians in interviews, oh, you might like him, but he's great for comedy. Yeah. Oh, right, great for comedy. And it, and it, that's simply not true. What's great for comedy is what what Egypt's of the world is about. People trying, like Joey Barton, but <laughs> fucking up. People trying to make a stupid statement like Paulie and Hanson and fucking up. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Donald Trump is just rotten all the way through. Just on every full full spectrum, 360, he's a rotten father, a rotten husband, a rotten businessman, a rotten politician, a rotten patriot, a, a fucking rotter, a 360 fucking rotten around women, just rotten. Yeah. Rotten bastard, a fucking snob, a re- just all, you name it, right? Yeah. That's what I try and tell people. It's this, it's, you know, it's, it's the reason... Us comedians didn't really tell that many jokes about him because it's the same reason why food critics review the food and not the bins. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was just actually, weirdly, nothing very funny about him. No. Do you know what I mean? Where's his supporters? (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Oh, this is such a fucking great thing. Again, where is it now? Oh, it was September 2020. 
Yeah. So now this is leading up to him trying to get re-elected. Now, we've all seen your classic Trump rally. There's, you know, he's there. He's rambling on for fucking... Like, he, in all fairness, like, he does his time. Like, he... At those rallies, you know, in a basketball court in rural Pennsylvania or, or in fucking Tennessee, like, he does two hours. Yeah. Like, the reason... You know, it's a real love-hate relationship. You know, CNN this week, or last week it'll be now, you know, it's, they let him have a town hall and let him espouse all his fucking horseshit. Because he knew, although CNN's technically meant to be a lefty station, they knew he'd be great for, because he will just ramble, 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 and the media actually love him. He creates content for them. Yeah. Right. But this is, and he was also lock him up all the fucking chants and all the usual fucking nonsense that is fun. He needs to be locked up now. <laughs> exactly. Who got, who got out? <laughs> <laughs> he, but they had. They decided his Trump supporters down in Texas in a place called Lake Travis. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They decided that they were going to have a boat rally for Trump. (laughs) This is fucking great. This is so fucking amazing. The rally was called Let's Make a Statement. (laughs) (laughs) Again? Who named that? (laughs) Oh, there's so there's there's hundreds of these boats now. They'd be they'd be this sort of lake cruising boats, yeah. You know, flat bottom, flat bottom kind of boats, party flat bottom boats. (laughs) You got a rocking world go round. She was a very flat boat full of very right wing people. She wasn't used to going in a circle. Yeah. That's what happened, my friend. There's fucking hundreds of these boats. They're part. Shouldn't make a flat bottom boat make the rocking world go round. <laughs> these flat bottom boats. They're party boats for a lake. They're not. You don't rock them and you don't go around in them. No, you just fucking you drop anchor and you, you fish for bass and you drink. Bud Light. A lot of them have a little slide off the side of them. Yeah. You know, they'll be like, uh, if you ever watched Ozark on Netflix, there's one series, there's a, you know, it's party boats and a, yeah. that sort of carry on. Yeah. So there, <laughs> the rally was called Let's Make a Statement. And there's all these fucking people with Trump flags and American flags, hundreds and hundreds of boats. And it, it's, uh, some one of them was a big flag saying, let's make liberals cry again. Right, this is like, fuck you. <laughs> fucking douchebags assemble. Yeah. Right, this is, woo, fucking. That's what liberals hate is boats. Boats. Dudes <laughs> on boats. Yeah. That's what they really like to fucking, they like to fucking lock down boats. Let's make a statement no one understands. Because <laughs> we're the, all on boats now. <laughs> oh, 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 you're allowed to be. Just a liberal walking a spaniel on the shoreline. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Do you need help? Are you trying to signal for help, sir? <laughs> Waving back. I... Just going home to have yoga sex with my wife. Yes, I am a homeowner. That's right. I mean, we've been renovating our property on the shore for 20 years. 
<laughs> yes, I do have big ears. <laughs> so all these fuckers. Oh, so great. All these fuckers are on the boats, right? But it's meant to be a rally. So they have to start, you know, having a waterborne. Yeah, a waterborne parade of sorts. Yeah. And they're all excited. They're all trying to, trying to be a big shot in front of all their friends. Uh-huh. It's quite the khaki off. There's a lot of guys in dockers. A lot of guys in boat shoes. Yep. This engine's too big for this boat. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, Glenn. What is this? These fuckers start going around in circles, creating waves and wakes in the water. That, this gentle lake in the middle of Texas would never normally experience. These flat-bottom craft had never been designed for. And it was basically, have you ever seen the end of, of fucking Cape Fear? <laughs> It was like a very flag shaggy version of the end of Cape Fear. There's no sign saying you can't do it because no one's ever done it before. Yeah, yeah. And nobody ever thought to tell people, yeah. don't form a giant mass. Yeah, we didn't of- tell you to light, not light your hair on fire either. <laughs> yeah, that's stuff for cleaning out your toilet. You shouldn't fucking clean your throat with. We didn't think we thought we'd have yeah. to tell you. Wow, the president would later go on to uh, suggest. It's incredible. Bleach. It's incredible. Who needs doctors? You know how, how cheap bleach is? A couple of bucks. Cure everything. <laughs> Some way to inject that? Oh, fuck. There's, you should see, so they're going around and round and round and they're all chanting and fucking flags and fucking honking horns and playing fucking you know i am a real american so just something yeah. a bit chuggaloggy sweet home alabama all that carry on and create this fucking tidal vortex and they it's like literally out of a cartoon they just fucking Boats start sinking into the void. <laughs> the, the, uh, three boats sank. No, sorry, five boats fucking sank. Excellent. Nobody died. No, 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 fine, fine, fine. That's fine. Okay. No, no, all right, no. okay, all right. That's fine. Not that day, but not many uh, of them lived over uh, 10 years. No, this is, this is, yeah. Then COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what happened next? It wiped them out. It was... <laughs> But they went around in fucking circles. All these boats went down. And afterwards, they... <laughs> the chief of the... You know, the sheriff of the county went, We've looked into it and there's no evidence of foul play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. It was the liberals had been bombing your boats. Yeah, they... I don't know how they did it. They got us to go in circles. They, they get the, they put things in the beer, and they make us do these stupid things. It is the liberals. It is not us. When I found out that Ann Hauser Bush had been taken over by a, a cartel of child eaters, <laughs> then. <laughs> <laughs> 
it all fell into place. Mm-hmm. These people have been selling us styrofoam anchors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so fucking great. It was honestly, you know, through all those years of rancor, you know, and fuck, it's so hard. The media wants you to hate, the, you know, particularly social media is set up for you to hate the other side and yeah. boo-hooing and fucking ballyhooing about it. They're stupid and we're clever. Yeah. This, when I saw that boat rally, it just made, it just, they made me so happy. Yeah. I found myself... Obviously, I'd never, never fucking... Over, well, I couldn't anyway. I'm not fucking yank. You get the idea. But anytime I'm... It, my my goal is starting to rise against Trumpy types. I think, ah, oh, no, Andrew. Remember the good times. Oh well, uh, there you well, are. I think we've uh, we've done it. I think we've. Uh, I think we've we've celebrated uh, enough Egypts. Yes. What we'd like to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, we are on social media now. But being uh, sort of middle-aged Egypts that we are, we're not fantastic. No. At pr- promotion, because we are fucking Egypts. But we are we are on Twitter at. At Egypt's Pod. Yep. And we're on Instagram at Egypt's Pod. Yeah, I got them both. You got them both, right? And follow us on those socials. Don't just leave messages. Follow us. Follow us. And we'll, and that will inspire us to do something with those fucking accounts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this production has been brought to you by... Pod People Productions. Pod People Productions. The Pod People Productions. Pod People Productions. Ball.